Hey guys, and welcome. Introducing Leveling Up, the podcast with Alethea Tucker. I'm so happy that you're listening to hear about my launch into something new, something promising. Here in this space, I plan to bring you conversation, resources, and wisdom around the things that are holding us back from going for our best. We'll talk about everyday life and careers. I'll bring us dialogue designed to dig deep and identify our passions. We'll talk about the limits that you need to let go of and the promise that you need to grab hold of. I'll interview women who bring valuable insight to the table. We'll have opportunities for Q&A and we'll talk resources to help along the way. There are levels to this and we'll hit them all, starting at the ground floor. We all have dreams, and now is our time to level up. The podcast will have three segments. The ground floor, where we'll start with affirmations and empowering points. Then we'll move to the main level, which houses the main discussion, the primary focus of our episode. Finally, we'll hit the loft where we'll talk about tools and resources to give you the support needed to move you in the right direction. Let's get started. Ground floor. Labels, a way to define something. They're used as an identification tool. They don't always present a clear indication of the subject, always prone to the labeler's views, often dictated by society. They can be twisted to conform and confirm things as they are perceived and not as they are. Too large, too tall, too plump, too skinny, too kinky, too straight, incredibly metro. Forward thinking, backwards, loving, hateful, joyful, too old fashioned, too young, too old to act like that, old enough to know better. Too late for change, can't go nowhere, washed up, can never use that to be successful with this. Not capable, too qualified, snooty patootie menopausal, too old for kids, not appealing, should have never had kids, inadequate mom, just spiritual, not marriage material, an old bitty, got a faulty memory, too old to learn and her desired destiny, it just ain't in her, just like your daddy, fast like your mama, never serious, gold digger, just selfish and lost, Too dark, too light, unlovable, unpleasant, incapable, good for nothing, never will be anything, just never will be, can't be worth anything, just not enough. Labels. Harsh, paralyzing labels. Judgments, decisions, and negative descriptions that fit you like a too small dress hugging every inch of you holding your best captive and restricting the air that you need to push from your lungs. 
the air that you need to flow through your nostrils that will enable you to sprint towards that dream, to travel to where you're supposed to go and not die before you get there. Please don't let labels level you to the ground. To get to where we need to be, we must negate inaccurate descriptions given to us by people who don't really know us. If you need a label, don't rely on someone who's unaware of all that was deposited in that clay, that special recipe that was used to form you. Don't entertain or give a thought to that person, people, fallacy, or societal norm. They don't know you. Do they know your maker? Were they there? Did they help in your design? Oh, I didn't think so. You are just who you are, and it's good that you are. Don't keep falling for the labels. (laughs) Oh, you know which ones. The ones that have caused you to shun the mirror because you never see what you want to see because you're convinced that you should see something that's not you. You are punishing yourself because you don't think like them. As though they put the time, the care, and the pain into developing your brain. One of the most critical organs in your body. You are the head and not the tail, above and not to be beneath. Don't worry about what you need. Your needs will be met because the Most High would never leave you in need, nor would he leave you to be tested or suffer beyond what you can bear without having a means of escape for you, without giving you an out. You are love. Yeah. He designed you to be that way. And you're, oh, so worthy of love. Every ounce of you is what he fearfully and wonderfully made you to be. You are capable. You have purpose. Your passions are your indicators that there is better. You are better. Your best You are different by design and you're enough and that's all good. Main level. So, Who are you? Do you fall into a a category? Can you be labeled something? Well, I'm sure we're all labeled something in some way. But think about who you are or who you aspire to be. Do you like what this looks like? Because you're being your true self, right? Or are you being what society has dictated? Now, I'm sure there are people out there who have this all mastered and they really are the person that they project to others. And that's awesome. Don't get me wrong. You serve as proof that we can all get there. And I'm asking you to just bear with me for a few minutes while I talk to the people who are struggling with this a bit. 
Even if you're not struggling, I still think that some of what I say, you might be able to glean some good things from it. But back to those who are struggling in this area. I feel you. I think of some, oh, however many years, a few years back when I entered my freshman year in college. Okay, more than a few years. But anyway, I entered as a political science major, changed my major about four to five times before junior year. By junior year, I was right back where I started. Mm-hmm. A political science major. One, because it was where I had the most credits to graduate on time. And two, because I was told that this was a good field for me. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I do. I enjoy history and political science and politics and had a great internship in college. I'm really a bit of a news junkie. At least that's what I'm told all the time. But I don't think I really wanted to pursue a career in that field. So things didn't quite go as I thought they would. Like most of us, I didn't work in my field right out of college. That's nothing that's really unusual. I did something else. As a matter of fact, I did a lot of something else's. Over the years, a whole lot of different things. I conformed to what the book said I should do. Dr. So-and-so said I should do. What studies proved I should do. All of that. I did it. It wasn't until years later, you know, when I looked back and realized I don't think I ever knew what I really wanted or I knew it and just told myself that it couldn't be what I wanted because it just wasn't what society said I should want or what my family or my parents or, you know, other people I had talked to said I should do or I should want or I should be. So I had a lot of years, a lot of things under my belt, because remember, I had, done a, I had done a lot of things, but I felt like I didn't know what I wanted. I couldn't get where I wanted, didn't really know who I was, couldn't find my purpose, network with people I didn't have lots in common with, felt incompetent, got depressed, you know, I went down a serious rabbit hole. What really worried me is I felt like there was a purpose that I should have and didn't. I kept wanting to grab hold of one, you know, one that sounded good. And of course, that made matters worse. You don't just grab a purpose and claim it because you think it's a good one. I was really kind of all over the place doing this and doing that. I recently heard Elizabeth Gilbert talk about passion and purpose. She gave the analogy of two types of people. There's one who's a jackhammer, you know, that's the one that's identified their purpose and their plan for life, and they've put on their goggles with the blinders, dug their feet in, and they're just jackhammering for all it's worth, straight towards, straight in line with their purpose, that straight line. The other person she talked about, or the other thing, is a hummingbird. You know, I'm sure you've seen one. You know, they go from place to place, pollinating one flower, then the next. The hummingbird spends his time cross-pollinating, you know, sharing creativity all along the way and adding a little of what it has to a lot of things. I am a hummingbird. 
I knew as soon as she talked about it. That's who I was. That described me so well. So in recent years, I've worked hard at pulling myself out of the mold that I was in and realizing, you know, I still kind of maybe all over the place, but that is what makes me me. And really, that's okay. So what am I saying? Go for being authentically you. There is so much value in being who you really are and knowing who you really are. Be authentic. Embrace authenticity and present yourself honestly. Now, doing this is is more than just being honest with yourself. You're honest with the world too. And the benefits of of that are just huge. You no longer feel the need to change your words or actions to be anyone else. So let's, let's talk authenticity a bit more. Before you can be authentic, you really kind of have to know yourself. You know, this includes your values and your goals. Authenticity becomes possible when you know what's important to you. You know, there are a few things to think about here. Let me encourage you to keep the following in mind when you're thinking of and trying to work towards being the real you. One, perfection is impossible. But guess what? Excellent is good enough. Seriously, when you don't feel that you need to be perfect, you place yourself in position to be honest. Think of how much easier it is to be honest. Much easier than it is to be something else. Trying to fit into a mold that you think is acceptable is difficult. It's like preparing for a show all the time. Sounds strange, but uh, yeah, it's true. You're acting. Chances are you're acting to conform to an expectation or conform to what society says, okay? Be true to who you are. Accept them flaws and all. I promise you the person that you aspire to imitate or impress, they aren't perfect either. No one can be perfect and honest at the same time. Think about that. Avoid putting on a show for the rest of the world. It's okay to be less than spectacular, but just be the best at being yourself. Number two, know your values and live by them. If you know your values and live by them consistently, you're already doing well in the authentic department. Go ahead, make a list of your values and determine the five that are most important to you. Start there. Are you living your life according to these values? Would it be obvious to others that you hold these values? Decide to make your decisions based on your values. Be willing to share them with others too. Number three, notice when you're not being authentic. It's not so easy to be authentic all the time. Okay, let's just face facts. You might find yourself transforming based on the situation. A good example of that, you know, is a a first date. Are you really being, and if, you know, you're thinking back to your first date, were you really being authentic or pretending to be someone you're not? Pretending to be someone that you thought your date would find impressive. Take note of those times your your authenticity starts to wane just a little bit. Number four, know your goals. Know your values. 
Know your goals. You may have to work at this a bit and they may change. You know, what do you want out of life right now? Five years from now, 10 years from now. Do you know, are you willing to let others know? Letting others know and helping to keep yourself accountable. I know your goals. Okay. You know your goals. If you know your goals, you stand a better chance of living your life accordingly. Make a list of the short term and the long term ones. How well do they align with your values? Number five, what are your defining characteristics? Describe yourself honestly. Think about it. When you're doing this, it's just you. Be honest. Now ask yourself if a casual acquaintance would describe you the same way. How about someone that knows you well or thinks they know you well? How about your closest friend? How many people know you well? That's something else to think about. If there aren't many, ask yourself why. Why don't people really know me? If you're living authentically, it's usually easy to find someone you know, who's developed an accurate opinion of you. What are your negative characteristics? We all have them. Are you impatient? Are you messy? Are you willing to allow others to see these characteristics or do you attempt to hide them? Okay, again, trying to show someone that you're not. Number six, tell the truth. If you're being authentic, why would you need to lie? This pertains especially to anything you say about yourself. Admit your mistakes and your weaknesses and your frailties. Share your opinions honestly and freely. Who you're talking to really has no say-so in what you do with your life. It's okay if they develop an opinion that's not favorable but at least they're developing an opinion on the true you. Simplify your life. Number seven, get rid of everything that's extraneous. Now that's hard. That is really hard. That's one that I'm working diligently on every day. What you choose to keep will be representative of your preferences, okay? And your true self. You're gonna keep what's most important to you. Find your true essence. And in order to do that, you kind of have to strip away all those non-essential things. Start with the clothes you wear or the clothes you never wear. Let them go. I know it's hard, especially if you're going up and down and pounds like some people I hear have that problem. But anyway, the things you never use, go ahead and let them go. The activities that you don't enjoy, let those go. Only keep the things that mean the most to you. And finally, do what you say you're going to do. Keep your word. Oh my gosh, it's true. Your word is gold. Keep your word and follow through on what you've promised, what you've said you'll do. You'll feel more congruent and others are going to see you as being more congruent. You know, that's what happens when your words and your actions match up. You're really demonstrating authenticity. All right. Well, that's it, guys. Remember, life becomes easier when you're living authentically. Be you. Don't cheat yourself trying to be somebody else. You won't feel the exhaustion that comes with constantly changing your opinions, 
your attitudes and your personalities, you know, changing all those things to please others. You won't feel the need to protect yourself from others. Be authentic with your thoughts, words, and actions. Invest the time in yourself and learn to be free. The Loft In The Loft today, I have two resources that I think apply to the topic that we've discussed during this episode. One is called The Confidence Code, and it's written by Katie Kay and Claire Shipman. The Science and Art of Self-Assurance, What Women Should Know. It really helps us to get at why we lack confidence and the things that we can do to build our confidence up. The second resource is a book titled Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear by Elizabeth Gilbert. And she talks about that creativity and fostering that and recognizing that in our lives and not focusing so much on always being a jackhammer, but thinking a little about the hummingbird and all of us as well. And that's it. Okay, we've reached the end of the episode. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. As you catch the elevator down, if you feel so inclined, rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Remember, every day is a new opportunity and it's never too late to level up. Thank you.